just can't. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back. These are getting, the openings are getting crazier and crazier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people can guess it too. You get extra points. Okay, good. Um, I can't. I <laughs> Should I give it away? It's related to the movie we're going to be talking about, actually. It's Keanu line. Yeah. <laughs> cans. It's just cans. Uh, <laughs> that's, oh, that's a good Keanu. Good job, Carlo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, we are on episode four oh. of Movie Food. S- season two. Wow. Yeah, and it's, a, it's the first one where we're like looking forward. I feel like we spent a lot of time looking back, but now we have our eyes on the prize. Yeah, we're, we're firmly in 2023 now. Uh, we're in the fourth month of 2023, <laughs> episode four, mm. and the movie we're talking about is the fourth installment. This is crazy. Oh, yeah, so all these fours. Oh, my God. And uh, hopefully I don't forget. Uh, yeah, the number four is actually also significant to the movie in a way that I just figured out, like, just this morning. Oh, boy. I can't wait and, to hear that. Save that one. And then... <laughs> And then I just realized the number four shows up again in in um, our appetizers. So should we get into it? Sure, let's do it. Uh, oh, oh wait, first should we oh, introduce our guest? It's rude. We've so had rude. him so many times on the show. We just kind right. of like, here. He's kind of become the third mic. <laughs> I'll give so. you. I'll give you a bed for the intro. All right, Carla, why don't you go ahead and introduce this wonderful guest here? All right. So this is his. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Should I be talking over Yeah, this? I think so. All right, okay. So, yeah, uh, this is now his third time back. JR. Yes. Yay. Already on the show, three out of the four episodes we've done. That's crazy. <laughs> That's got to be the record. Yeah. Yeah, and we definitely will hope to have you back soon yeah. again. We, we have a couple of movies coming up that we're probably going to discuss. Yeah. So, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be back. Um it's been a minute. It has. It has. You guys gave me a lot of time to think about this. I know. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so uh, we definitely have to tease everyone. So JR's back. We're at the end of this episode. We're gonna do the championship matchup of the tournament episode between uh, our two combatants, Snake and the Eagle Shadow, and Over the Garden Wall. So, so stay tuned for that. So thank you for coming back, JR. Dare I say you have kind of like best friend of the of the pod status at this point. Oh yeah. yeah, it's something I didn't ask for, but uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes that happens. I'm glad to have the status. If you want, <laughs> I dare you to come and beat me, you, li- you fuckers! <laughs> dare you? Oh man, interesting. Sorry, I was, yeah, I was starting off a little hot. Yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's kind of a there's kind of a hot theme. It's heating up. It's you know it's springtime, and we got a hot okay. feature. Mm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's second weekend. Very oh, hot. Oh, baby. All right. All right. So shall we get into our appetizers? Let's do it. Appetizers, but for until I build a jingle, it's still called... Cookouts. All right. Okay, so I just want to start off by saying shout out to Exile on Dr. Caligari Street on Twitter. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw this, Steve. Mm. Like, he really hyped up our, uh, our um, top oh, 10 I of did. 2022 episode. Shout out. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Uh, Exile? Exile. Is yeah. that his first name? Cool. Thank you, Exile. Yeah. <laughs> he, he yeah. she. We don't know, but thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and like, yeah, I guess we have another uh, 
listener so shout out to you um we wanted to start out with that so uh steve what have you been watching lately oh baby okay so i so i just want to have a do a quick you know because like i've probably seen about 12 movies since in in the last like 28 days but i i really only want to highlight one right now because it's probably probably the worst um so for for valentine's day my wife and i went out and we saw 80 for brady Oh no! Nice. Do you guys do, now? I just want to know: Do you guys have any interest in seeing eighty for Brady? Like, is there anything that peaks? Like, like, is there any end for you guys at all? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Really? A little bit. It's kind of it's a good like like funny conversation start. Like, dude, you won't believe what I watched. <laughs> yeah. And then they they might say, "You saw eighty for Brady." <laughs> <laughs> So exactly. That's why it, it could be yeah. a fun conversation. Okay. It, it depends fair. on how long it is, though. You know, it's a I, setup. Yeah. Now, how how long is it? Is it eighty? Is it eighty minutes long? It's about that. Yeah. It's it's relatively oh, short. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, that's good. It doesn't good. overstay its welcome. And yeah. I'll just here. I pulled like the best part for you guys. So basically, so this is a spoiler, but I doubt you, anyone. I doubt you guys are gonna watch it. So imagine four old ladies on the couch watching a Patriots game. Okay. <laughs> And it's third and long, okay? So the, so the situation, the Patriots are third and long. Brady has to throw at least 10 yards to get a first down. And they link arms, and they create a chant, okay? Uh, yeah, so you're going to hear this chant. Here we go. Third and long, this is our song. Third and long, this is our song. Yeah. Third and long, this is our song. That's in the movie? That's in the movie. And the, the background music doesn't even match what they're chanting. Like, the, the rhythm is off. Like Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it, it's during the titles. So, like, that that music is for the titles, but then they put oh, the chant. Oh, yeah. So... So it's so that's that that that's the high point of the movie and it's uh, the you, start you, high point yeah <laughs> and you, you guys don't don't, don't don't have to know any more about it eighty for Brady yeah okay. that's it cool. I, I I will just say like whenever the trailer came on um you know because you get like a whole host of trailers before the movie I always left got up to go to the bathroom <laughs> or refilled my icy yeah or heard. did something you know because that was the yeah that was the cue <laughs> that's yeah. good the cue. eighty for Brady trailer. Well, good. Does anyone die in that film, Steve? <laughs> uh, they, uh, I mean, spoiler. They are old. <laughs> spoiler. They, yeah, they all die. They all die at the oh, end. Oh man! So there's no sequel. <laughs> oh, oh that's. I mean, they can do prequels. They could probably do a lot of prequels. Yeah. Oh yeah. man! Seventy nine for Brady. Seventy eight. You know, just go all the way down. <laughs> oh yeah, prequels. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. lot of prequels. Yeah. <laughs> I will say though, they they did put together a good cast. Those, those old ladies, like, I mean, they have great bodies of work, you know, and maybe yeah. even in the past, great bodies. Period. You know, oh, sure. sure. Oh, <laughs> amen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, who, yeah. Who is the one who's okay. like the most sexualized out of all of them? Is it Jane oh, Fonda or no? There's another. This is lady. definitely Steve's expertise. He yeah, know, okay. he knows. Uh, I know sexy old ladies. <laughs> <one>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, it, it's, it's Lily Tomlin, right? Uh, Rita you got Moreno. Yeah, Li, Lily Tomlin, Sally Field, Rita Moreno. Field. I would say R- Rita Moreno. No, might she be. can't be. No way. No, She's over just... Jane Fonda. No. 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 I mean, okay. You know, when she was in like West Side Story, the original, she was in both. Actually, she was also in the Steven Spielberg one. But when she was younger, she played the. Oh right. Um, the role played by uh, who won the Oscar? The one who like. Angela Bassett mm-hmm. did a thing. Yeah. What's her name? 
I can't remember now. Oh, God. I'm blanking. Okay, that's going to have to be and a then, correction. And then <laughs> I remember S- Sally Field was Gidget, so she used to be pretty cute, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Forrest Gump's mom. Oh, yeah. Your mama Evans. will do anything for the, your education. Crazy sex, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, so thumbs up? What's the verdict on uh, I mean, it, you have you have to be in the jokiest of jokey moods, you know, okay. and like I don't so I don't see Carlo <laughs> going. There's a no. slim chance. There's a, yeah. So I think slim chance that anyone will actually enjoy this. Okay. Yeah. All Eat right. Malika like it. It was fun to go to a movie. Like okay. you know, like yeah. we don't go to a lot. You know, it was a little bit of a bummer for Valentine's, but you know, it was either that or see like cabin or that knock at the cabin that looked a little intense and we're like you know what? oh that would have been a yeah. better movie steve yeah, yeah probably would have enjoyed that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think so yeah. cool oh man all right well i'm actually gonna serve up jr right now because you saw a movie that i mm. wanted to see but now it's gone because it only played for a week yeah. uh starring actually a guy who was in the first installment of the movie that we're gonna discuss um so how was inside Oh man, it was the experience. It was, yeah. I'm so glad I got to see it in theaters. Um, it didn't feel like a movie. It felt like, yeah, it felt like an experience. It definitely, if you if you see if you watch a trailer, you can tell it's like there's a lot of like art art pieces in it. It's very artsy, but the whole movie and it's kind of making fun of it too. But the movie itself feels like an art piece, like something you'd like walk into an exhibit room and they'd be playing it on film. It's fucking dark Damn. in there, and you have to wait till one guy leaves to get in. It's like that, <laughs> but <Dick>. just. <laughs> but you only. Well, no, I'm not gonna say anything. But just the Ooh. the experience of seeing, uh, him do that, and if if no one has seen the trailer, it's basically Willem Dafoe is trying to steal an expensive painting from this dude's penthouse, and he just gets locked inside there, and no one comes. So he has to eventually like figure out how to survive in there. So when I left, I was like, dude, I just, I felt, I, I felt like I watched a different version of castaway oh. <laughs> kind of like a, it's castaway, but you're still, uh, you know, you're still in the city. <laughs> like it's, it's kind of cool. It's really cool. Cast aside. Yeah. Cast aside. Yeah. Cast inside. Cast mm. inside. But anyway, it, it, Defoe is also like the perfect person to use. Oh yeah, you know he's just got that. Um, he's just got this grizzly like yeah, character yeah. where it's like, man, you know, you look clean cut, but like if you wanted to be crazy, you could be, and, and then you kind of slowly see it happen. So it's really cool. I, I wish, I wish, Carlo, you got to keep looking, man. Yeah, maybe it'll be out. I'll watch it with Dude. you. Man. Yeah, yeah, it sucks that it was only out for a week. And that's then, crazy. It was, actually, it was a couple of weeks because I, I think it was a week before um, the movie we're about to talk o- about. But um, yeah, that was it. Two week run, gone. Dope. <laughs> Damn. So, what do you yeah. guys do? Thumbs up? I give thumbs up on that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. I, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, so, you know, without giving it away, mm-hmm. is the ending like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Or, or you know, or is it no, disappointing? It's not like, really about it. Yeah. It's really just about the, like, the experience from start to finish. Okay. Yeah. The experience. Okay. Yeah, just like, cool. oh shit. Yeah. And it, it feels yeah. like it needs to be a theater experience because you're you're inside a movie theater, you can't escape, it's mm-hmm. dark. Yeah. You know? And there's a lot of shots too where it, you feel like 
you're really watching from a weird camera angle. Mm. Um, there's a really cool scene in there um, in the freezer. Like, um, oh yeah. yeah, I think that's in the trailer. You see him like kind of scraping dry yeah, he's, ice. He's scraping the uh, that whole scene is like <laughs> insane. It's just crazy. Oh, it's just like. Uh, it he really played it off like he was thirsty as shit, man. No, damn. good. Inside, good baby. Man. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm just saying it's gone from AMC. It may actually be mm-hmm. playing in other theaters. I might just have to pay out of pocket to to no. go see it. Maybe you could go one of those weird theaters like out north, towards Ontario. Yeah, or yeah. <laughs> or it might even be playing at um uh the Santa Ana um Frida mm-hmm. theater. <laughs> Tight. All right. Well, I, I, some of the movies that I've seen recently, I, I wanted to stick like just relevant to what we were going to talk about. So I only mm-hmm. have two, um, and I, I can just roll through them. And they, they actually fall under our subcategory. So my first is a uh, Scott take. Oh, but oh, here we go. Scott take. Scott take. All right. Okay, and this is the other number four <laughs> that's popping up. So the heat. 4K Blu-ray sucks. <gasps> like that. Oh my god, I was so disappointed. So um, recently it went on sale. It's like eight bucks on like Amazon. So I was like, okay, I'll double dip. I already have like you know the director's definitive edition Blu-ray. So it's like, okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll check it out in 4K. So actually, Jr., you came home while I was yeah. testing it out. Yeah. That was and, I, I came home from watching inside. Oh, so there you go. That's <laughs> interesting, like uh, continuation. Um, and yeah, so I was watching it, and then I I kept on adjusting the settings on the TV because I was just like, man, this is way too dark. Like especially when you get to the first like uh, the heist where they they mm-hmm. uh, they do the the truck crashing into the um, the security. Uh, van um and yeah it it just like it looked so dark and i was just wondering why it looked that way and i was i even put it like on there's a setting on the tv which is like the dynamic mode which is like mm-hmm. the brightest you can have it and it still looked too dark and then i was just like because it comes with both the the regular blu-ray and the 4k so i put in the the regular blu-ray and the regular blu-ray was fine so uh-huh. it really is the 4K Blu-ray, like something about it where they they tweaked it to make it look darker. And, you know, they were saying, like, you know, it's been supervised by Michael Mann. And I was just like, man, this is really disappointing. Like, especially because I've, I've tried out other 4K Blu-rays and have been amazed by them. Like my 4K of um, Wolf of Wall Street is incredible, you know. Mm. Um, but, yeah, the Heat 4K, so disappointed by it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm even, like, thinking about returning it. Like that's how. Yeah. This is a way. Yeah, and just Ooh. keeping my regular Blu-ray. So yeah. That copy. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> for people thinking of upgrading their Heat Blu-ray, if you already have the, the definitive director's edition, like don't bother. It's not worth the upgrade. Don't fucking do <laughs> that's it. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. All right, and then my last one, uh, Mike, is a Carlos Cannon. Oh, here we go. What does that mean? Like, is that like the large fart? Like a loud <laughs> fart? Oh, yeah. You, ha- you haven't what been on an episode. Bit? I don't know what this is. <laughs> you haven't been on an episode where yeah. we do our bits. <laughs> so, <laughs> like a big piece of shit? What are you talking? All right. And this is also, I guess, for our new <laughs> listeners, too, who haven't okay. like gone back. Okay. So oh, yeah. uh, we, when we do our openers, our, our appetizers, it's usually like movies we've seen recently. And then I have two subcategories, and one is my Scott take, which is like basically me like saying uh, giving a hot take on something, 
usually yeah. saying something sucks. <laughs> and, um, hell yeah, uh, hell yeah. And Carlos yeah. Cannon is like a movie that I saw for the first time, oh. and like I deem it to be like worthy of my canon. Like okay. it's a classic. It's yeah. a Carlo classic. Wow. So this is special then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ooh, okay. Yeah, and <laughs> this one. So it's not a big farter piece of shit. Got it. No, no. It's something <laughs> no, it, it's, it's great. But some people did oh, consider this to be a piece of shit. Like people, like, it, it was very maligned. But now I think people are coming around to it. And I'm not alone in coming around to it because it's gotten, like, uh, a limited edition Blu-ray. It's gotten, like, a black and white version release of it. And it's... um relevant to our main movie our main course because it is Johnny Mnemonic starring Keanu Reeves ooh oh. yeah I haven't never seen, seen this it. Yeah. let's say it together Steve I, I haven't have not, not seen, seen Johnny, Johnny Mnemonic, Mnemonic. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah that was like the tracing outside of the lines a little bit um, <laughs> But yeah, man, I, I was surprised how much I like this movie. I mean, it's such a goofy, <laughs> stupid movie. It was the movie that Keanu Reeves did I after Speed. And that's where the mm -hmm. opening line was from, by the way. The cans. It's just cans. <laughs> uh, he, he has an even better line, actually, in Johnny Mnemonic, where he's like, uh, oh, man, I got to I gotta bring this up. Cause, uh, well, oh, it's, it's spelled with the M. Yeah, yeah. So Johnny. it's like mnemonic, like Dumbass. you're learning something like you right. know, through an acronym or something like that. Um, well, I'm watching the trailer right now. It looks so 90s. Oh, okay. okay, so there's a there's a part where he, uh, Keanu gets unhinged and he's like ranting. And he's like standing on top of a rock and he's saying, I want room service. I want the club sandwich. I want the cold Mexican beer. I want the 10,000 a night hooker. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> That's just how crazy the movie is. Like, is it so? It's a cyberpunk movie. It's it's written by you know the one of the I guess the granddaddies of cyberpunk. I, I correct me if I'm wrong. If he even like came up with that term, it's uh, William oh. Gibson. So he wrote a short story, and it was adapted into a movie starring Keanu Reeves. And then get this: this is the part that I completely missed when it came out, and I didn't realize that it's actually directed by Robert Longo. And people who are like familiar with the art world that he's like hmm. a, a massive artist this is like banksy directing a sci-fi movie yeah <laughs> that's how huge like uh robert longo is like he has work at the broad museum you know like oh, uh, cool. you've probably seen it jr like the one um it's like yes, uh yes, i know all my art <laughs> ask me go ahead <laughs> yeah. real just art there. head yeah there. yeah yeah so j art it's it looks that's like a, a photograph chart. like it's a photorealistic drawing of like uh the the women's march and it's like one of the ladies like wearing a pink pussy hat, but it's in black and white. And from afar, it looks like a photo, but when you look at it, it's actually like a painting. I must have missed that. Yeah, one. It, it's next that. to the Murakami I, it's so stuff. Big in there, you know, sometimes. Yeah, it's, yeah, I must have missed. It's like close to Murakami and um, Barbara Hammer. Yeah, it's in that section. Yeah. Okay, I'll um, go back today. Yeah, when you look out for it, but yeah, like <laughs> yeah. he's a go major artist, you know, and it. he's he's made like you know millions and is this recognized name, and then he makes this like sci-fi movie, and it's clear, you know, it's a very flawed movie. It's like he, you know, it's very clear that he's out of his depth. <laughs> he's never directed a feature film before, and you know he has this big star in it, and he he can't even really wrangle um, <laughs> uh, Keanu. Like with that unhinged rant, and yeah, the script is all over the place. And but it has a great cast. It's got like uh, Keanu, Dolph Lundgren, uh, Hell yeah. uh, Beat oh, Takeshi shit. Kitano, 
It's got Ice T. Ice T. Yeah, he's great in it. Uh, Dina Mayer from uh, Starship Troopers. She's also great. Oh in this. yeah, oh yeah. And then uh, Henry Rollins is also Ooh. in it. So <laughs> yeah, but it's just like this crazy movie. Like uh, it, it, if you're if yeah. you vibe with it, like it's just camp, and you're you're just like it. It's a good time. Like I I was laughing all the way throughout the entire movie. Yeah. What what's crazy is in looking at the trailer, you can kind of see elements of like, oh, this this character kind of looks or some of the, you know, situations he's in, it look it's it's like a pre prelude to like him as Neo or yeah. it's a prelude to even him as John Wick, just like yeah. him in the suit. Yeah, he, he's in he's wearing a suit. Um he he plugs into a computer. So you it, basically the the premise of it is he's a guy who's like um he he does um like deliveries through his brain. So, uh, I, um, okay. and he has like a certain uh, amount of memory, you know, and like, uh, this is actually the concept I really like. So in order for you to like store stuff in your mind, you have to get rid of your own personal stuff. So he got rid of his entire childhood in order to, oh, be able to, to deliver stuff. And then he, you, you know, you can expand your memory too. So he starts out like having an 80 gigabyte memory and then he expands it to, uh, to 160 <laughs> he Ooh. like buys an upgrade but then the 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 thing that they uh you know the courier so he's a courier they want him to deliver actually ends up being like 300 gigs so he's like over <laughs> overloaded yeah, and, so, and these are some of the best parts in the movie and i think that's really actually where uh robert longo's like artistry shines through is with the um when he's having like these hallucinations and like there's these super glitchy like mm-hmm. you know he's burning out and stuff like that that stuff was great like visually it was incredible and yeah i'm curious like it has a black and white version and it even has like a the the limited edition blu-ray has like a japanese director's cut so uh, <laughs> yeah it, i'm just really curious about the movie and yeah dolph Lundgren has a really memorable like role he's he plays a a guy called street preacher which is basically like he's that's dope. Yeah, he's he's like a assassin for hire, but then he's like preaching the word of God yeah, as he's it sounds like you. a character in uh, Snake and the Eagle Shadow. The preacher. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and he's like got the he looks like a homeless person, which is also kind of relevant to John Wick. You know? Oh yeah, <laughs> like a a homeless assassin. Tight. Um That's kind of the Willem Dafoe vibe too. Is he he kind of he's kind of like homeless handsome. Mm-hmm. Is is his look kind of? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's the teeth, the bony kind of look, mm-hmm. the 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 eye bags, like all of that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, some people actually really consider Willem Dafoe to be really handsome too. I can see it. Yeah, I can yeah. see. I was, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Especially you know. in the early days. Cool. But yeah, man, Johnny Mnemonic. That's Carlos in the canon. canon. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I have to like I'm I'm regretting it now because I saw the limited edition Blu-ray at Amiibo one time and when I came back it was gone. Yeah, <sighs> I, that was me. I bought. Yeah, <laughs> I got that. Somebody, somebody got <laughs> it. Yeah, but yeah, it. it I, I will just say too, like I guess for for other people's reference, if you enjoy like '90s like sci-fi, like I think actually The Matrix kind of ruined it for everybody because uh, the '90s sci-fi before The Matrix was just like this really cheesy kind of you know. I mean, the biggest movie was probably Demolition Man. Uh, but you know you had like virtuosity, which I really like with Denzel Washington and and oh, Russell right. Crowe, and then Strange Days with Ray Fiennes and Angela Bassett. Like these movies, like I I really had a soft spot for them, you know, because yeah. there's just something about them. They're like they lean into the humor too. They're very campy, so mm-hmm. I think uh, Johnny Mnemonic like belongs in that. 
So wow, you, and that you, they're all in like '95. They're all in the same yeah, year. That's crazy. It's yeah, I, I think Waterworld also came out around that same time too. So it's like you know all huge, the huge box office hit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. huge success. Well, yeah, yeah huge they success. love. Yeah, yeah, people love it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, Johnny Mnemonic and Carlos Can. Mm, it's official. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Shall right, we so proceed to the big dog? Yeah, the main course. Let's get into it. All right. So the main course this week is John Wick Chapter 4. Just came out a couple of weeks ago, and we were lucky enough to all see it in person in the same row. Mm-hmm. It was an honor. That was cool. I guess, yeah. What's your guys' histories with the John Wick uh, series franchise? Um, Man, I mean, it's been a great – I mean – I think what it's been when did it come out Carlos John Wick 1 uh 2014 2014 so it's like yeah, almost been, 10 years it's been all like almost 10 years of like Damn. looking forward to the next one mm-hmm. like I think maybe like that that's the franchise I've been like looking forward to the most you know like you remember that feeling back when like the Lord of the Rings was like in process you know like like yeah. oh, it's a fucking event when the next one came out or even when they mm-hmm. all the Harry Potters were coming out, it's like, Oh shit, here we go. Here's the next one. Uh, this was the only franchise for me that I was like, I, I will gladly wait however many years to do this. So dang, it's been a fun experience. Like, do, do you remember what it was in the first one that really like blew you away? Yeah. It's the, I think obviously the, the action. I I wasn't surprised like the uh, Keanu was doing it, but like the the universe they created in the first one, and mm-hmm. like how well they 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 did the all the action and fight scenes was like super refreshing, especially coming from like you know like we grew up watching a lot of martial arts stuff. So seeing this was like whoa yeah baby, and then like I think when I first when it first came out I wasn't I didn't know it was gonna be this huge like four movie thing so um, yeah super excited I don't remember who I watched the first ones with I'm, I'm sure the uh, with Jonathan and Joseph uh, yeah. something it was, they they were all f- for sure in theaters though so, nice yeah, all for yeah, sure hell theaters. yeah dude yeah yeah I I came to John Wick late I remember hearing about it from you guys you know I was deep in like having like two kids and babies and not be like not this was like a real low point in me being able to watch movies. But I, but I remember you guys were raving about it. And I remember vividly seeing John wick three with you guys, like getting out and just being like really getting that. Um, there's like a, an element of fun in it mixed with extremely real violence. You know, a lot of headshots, a lot of jujitsu and rolling people up. Um, and like, yeah. And just capping them at point blank rage. Like stuff that like you would think in the current zeitgeist would be like a no no like oh no 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 we don't want the, anything this real, but they do they somehow thread the needle in these movies where it's like there's a, a you know obviously I think because of the heightened martial artsness where it's like okay, no one actually can fight like this, it's you know it's it, it's choreographed it's a show, yeah um so it's like it's a per, almost like a perfect blend of that over the topness with the realism. It also really helps that it's Keanu because yeah. he's like maybe like the most beloved actor in Hollywood. So right. a lot of it is like, oh, it's Keanu though, but you know, he's doing it for the good of you know, mankind. So it's all good, even if it's a character. 
Yeah, I mean the the strange thing though that this the first one came out like at a low point in his career. Like he hadn't really been doing, <laughs> he hadn't had a hit basically since the Matrix movies. You know, he was in mm-hmm. in a weird place because. I mean, I would still go and watch his movies because I just enjoyed him as a presence because I even remember, like, watching The Lake House with him and <laughs> Sandra Bullock. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, he did some interesting movies along the way, like uh, Scanner Darkly, I think, is is very underrated. Uh, but, yeah, he never really did much action. He was also, like, in, the uh, I think, The Day the Earth Stood Still. It was just a lot of this random stuff. I mean, he did this movie after John Wick, but it still felt like it was part of that weird thing where he was in this limbo it was called knock knock which was like an early role for anna de armas it's like a really small movie it's like basically keanu lives like in the hollywood hills and then he's terrorized by these two gorgeous women yeah, <laughs> yeah and one of them Sucks, is anna de armas. <laughs> yeah. Damn. yeah so it's a tragedy Don't yeah yeah tragedy. but it, it had the same feel as john wick because it was like very small scale as well you know it just starts off in his house um, but I mean, yeah, the surprising thing about the first one really was that it, it really takes its time to establish the whole like what what happened with him. It, you know, if you if you cut out the first like raid at his house, like or even the when uh, that kind of SWAT team comes to um, kill him, like it, it feels like it could have just been a drama. You know, like mm-hmm. they they play it out that way. But then, yeah, once the the world kind of starts expanding and i i didn't even realize this until i kind of just went back and, and i haven't i haven't rewatched the previous ones recently but i'm I'm going to i'm going to go in reverse order so i'm going to go three two Ooh. one um but uh but yeah just even seeing clips i didn't realize that oh yeah the there was like this grayish palette bluish palette and then it expands into this world of neon once he starts like you know jumping back into that world you know there's that whole nightclub sequence in in the first one that I, f- I completely mm-hmm. forgot about. And then, you know... Diesel is the, plays the bodyguard. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. WWF and, Diesel. Yeah. And then when, yeah, when he enters the Continental, it, like, enters an entire different world. Like, you, you almost feel like initially it's it's set in the real world. But, yeah, once he, you know, he breaks the cement, you know, opens up that case of guns and the gold coins and then checks into the, the Continental, you know, it's like this is its own thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, and then like you know, as each movie progressed, you just learn more shit, and you're like, oh, I didn't know about that rule, and like you didn't. Maybe they made up these <laughs> rules as they went on, but I was like, <laughs> they're Whoa, totally making up rules. Yeah, this <laughs> makes sense. Mm-hmm. This makes sense. I'm glad there's a you know, there's a loophole to this. There's yeah. so many loopholes that happened throughout all of the movies. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that you you can retire as an assassin, but you know if you if you start killing people again, that means like people can claim what you owe them. You know, um. yeah, all these different <laughs> types of coins, and each coin yeah. has a different use. <sighs> right. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was just uh, it was great. I mean, I think every movie there's been at least what like um two three years between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. This was the longest, but that's also because you know we had um significant delays in 2020 this was supposed to come out last year actually but um but yeah uh it it they, it's been working steadily at that pace and just like gradually expanding and you know mm-hmm. getting bigger and bigger and i think that's part of the charm of of why people like it so much was because it was so unexpected it was it was never planned to be a quadrilogy 
you know it was just that one movie and they were even saying now that it was almost like a direct-to-video um you know release like uh, they, they almost pulled the budget for it too like it was just everything oh, wow. just went right for the first movie you know it was such an unexpected hit and you know pretty much overshadowed any other keanu movie that came out in in this span of time you know what's crazy is i, I think is keanu 58 I think yeah, or fifty-seven. He's he's around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That range. Wow, he's getting closer he to sixty. Wow, yeah. Good for him. It's amazing dude. to see how, how much these guys can do at 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 this yeah. level at this age. Like it's just yeah. like mind-boggling. Because like you know, once we get into John Wick Four, just the physicality is is mm-hmm. like the first thing that just jumps well, off. That was one of the big know. things that like kept people going because like you know you see John Wick One and you're like, dude, that was fucking crazy. That was amazing. <laughs> And then John Wick 2 comes out and it's crazier. You're like, mm-hmm. well, how did they like how did they one up that movie with act in, in terms of just straight up action? And then um you know, 3 comes out you're like, oh, there's no way. There's no way it's going to be crazier. And then you see the trailer and you see all these amazing Indonesian mm-hmm. um they knew really like 3. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all those Indonesian martial artists that we saw from the Raid series like and you know for people that had seen the raid series it's like oh shit yeah this is going to be better this is already going to be better than the last two so yeah, yeah it's just seeing the escalation of action and how they keep pulling it off is fucking um, oh, it's it's so awesome dude yeah and i guess that was the strange thing heading into 4 because mm-hmm. i think i mentioned this to you when we saw the trailer when they first like uh launched it i was like when you see the trailer for 3 it's just insane like you have like <laughs> yeah. A motorbike chase that he's Horses. on a horse with, you know, the uh, <laughs> the motorcyclists have, like, samurai swords. And it's just, like, those things you remember, you know. And then when it gets to it, it delivers. But when I saw the, the trailer for 4, I was like, yeah, there's nothing really here that's like, really stands out. Like, I was just, okay. And then there was all this hype. It was like there's this thing about, like, oh, this is the greatest action movie ever made. Mm-hmm. It's the best John Wick. You know, all this, like, hyperbole of, like, you know uh that i just don't think it would it it would have to have been like incredible to really meet those you know the the the, the yeah. high praise that people were giving it you know yeah so yeah and and i think it's like although it would be fun to rank them it is like it's more about can another chapter of john wick just get to the level that they're at you know and it's like um you know so that they're all in the same ballpark cuz i think you know they all have something that's impressive about them and but then but but there is yeah this like diminishing returns concept with like you know how many times can you see uh you know john wick roll up somebody and shoot them in the in the, you know point blank in the head yeah in a better location <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah um just i guess a, a little more just on the periphery before we really get into the movie um and like the the details of it i i think the way that it's kind of ingrained in the culture now like it it is on that level of die hard i will say that in the sense of like you know you now have like well before it used to be the the concept for an action movie would be die hard on a bus or die hard right. on a plane you know that kind of thing now we have like john wick as like a retired accountant or John Wick as you know mm, um, yeah. a homeless person, you know? it's like, yeah, yeah, we're we're getting to this point now. Or John Wick as 
um, you know, a priest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the fact that now that that's like the reference point for action movies shows you how much of a market's made, you know? Yeah. And there are all those copycat movies too, featuring a lot of like females that are John Wick ish like, mm. movies, you know? Oh. Yeah. Uh, what was the mm. one with um, Charlize Theron? Um, Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde. Yeah. yeah which like, was actually made by the co-director of the first John Wick. Yeah. yeah. He's been kind of making John Wick light movies <laughs> and oh. uh the director of all the john wicks uh chad stahelski that's all he's done he's only done the um but uh i i you guys have probably actually seen him in a movie before because you know he was keanu reeves stunt double he's at he actually plays chad in the last matrix movie in matrix resurrections he's the husband of trinity you know oh, that he meets in the oh. coffee shop and they fight each other. Oh. Yeah. So Keanu and Chad Sensky fight each other in in Matrix Resurrections. Whoa! Yeah. Cool. So oh, don't remind me that I. Saw that <laughs> <laughs> Terrible it's, fourth it's, entry. It's, <laughs> yeah. Shit. So has John has the John Wick series compl- like has it like wiped our memories of like Jason Bourne and like that kind of style of of a guy? Like, is it? Su- I feel like it's superior. Oh yeah, definitely superior. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to get into the who would win fight. <laughs> well, but, yeah, but we, it would we be John. To, yeah, yeah John we have to put the con. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would. Um, we, we'd have to contrast <laughs> the styles because you know, one of the things that was like a critique of the Bourne movies, as impressive as the action was, it it used a lot of fast cutting. You know, that's how it basically mm. carried a lot of its action was through the fast cutting, and you know, it, it did it well. But the the difference with John Wick, especially the first one, is that you you really feel like the length of time of all the actions. Like yeah. it's it's all a lot of long takes, you know. And we we even see that in the new one too. Um, yeah, we'll get oh, into oh those yeah, sequences. But yeah, yeah it's oh like yeah. that that really is it, and just like a clearer vision of of what's going on, where everybody is, and you know that's a, actually kind of a touchstone for another action director I really like who does that very well is uh, Johnny Toe. You know, with Johnny Toe, you always know where everybody is and the action is very clear and it's beautiful. Um, I know. love that. Yeah. I love yeah. that stuff. So, and yeah, it's clear that Chad Stahelski is like a big movie fan. You know, he talks about like all his influences. You know, I mean, obviously, um, The Killer is a is a big one from, from John Woo, you know, uh, mm. with Chow Yun-Fat. And then uh, he also even talks about, like, silent movies, and I can see that as well uh, in the movies. So, yeah. Well, cool. All right. So so, so um, are we comfortable spoiling the movie, or should we continue with, like, general thoughts and then do, like, more detailed spoilers, like, later? Like, how oh. do you kind of want this to go? Oh, I'm ready to spoil it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's, All let's right. get into it. <laughs> All right. We're gonna start spoiling people. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. Alert. I mean, the movie alert. <laughs> Such oh, a big hit. Yeah. Spoiler. Okay, Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I can't even say it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. You can't say it. Yeah. Spoiler. Alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Okay. There, there we go. go. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the movie's been such a big hit. It still tops in the box office second week in. So a lot of people have yeah, seen baby. this. They, they, you know, if John you want to see John Wick, you've seen it before. And you know, I just want to give a shout out to J- Jacob. I'm curious what his take is on it. But he also told Ooh. us that he even listens to episodes of ours where he hasn't seen the movie and he doesn't mind it being spoiled. So I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jacob. Yeah, shout yeah. out. All right. Um, 
yeah so let's get into it so um yeah there, there's a lot to unpack in just the opening few minutes but what what do you guys want to get oh, into yeah. Okay, so the opening—that's where he's—he—he's he, he's in some like <clears throat> dojo, like hidden dojo underground. He's punch, he's punching a wooden post with rope, and it's getting bloody. And the 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 sound design yes. here is just booming oh, and yeah. shaking and we were your in chair. That IMAX theater, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you yeah. feel it. You really feel you it. You gotta <laughs> see it in IMAX, baby. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it's getting bloody. It's getting boomy. It's at shaking, and Lawrence Fishburne walks in, and he and he says, "Hold on, hold on, hold on. is this the style yeah, we're okay. going to describe every scene?" <laughs> no, no, we'll just, no, no, we'll no, just no. Pick just oh, okay, all right, just, all right, all right, all right. Just um, I oh. feel like this yeah. is a yeah. key yeah. part. Is, is like three is, hour is, movie? Is, okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so so Fishburne, yeah. he walks in, and he for sure was how. What does? Yeah, I think he, I think he, I think he just says, "Are you ready?" Yeah, are you ready, John? And, he's like, and yeah. what does John say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He he really milks that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it, it's like two and a half seconds. But yeah. What a way to fucking get the audience though, right? You're just like, oh shit, okay, let's go. Yeah. And then this weird like thing too that when uh, Lawrence Fishburne walks in, like he sets fire to like this thing that was already set oh, right. up for, for the flames to like line up. As a yeah. diamond but around, no one can, yeah, but ever, but no one's questioning it. You're just like, yeah, hell yeah, baby, <laughs> yeah, let's go. He would do this. It doesn't get paid off. Yeah, <laughs> like you don't see that diamond ever again. <laughs> yeah, and he brings him his first suit, and then yeah, so oh, the suit, yeah, yeah. The suit. And I guess okay, after this, this is my problem with the movie. <laughs> my first, my initial problem, um, which is problem, that problem, problem. the other movies is, is the in terms of the sequels two and three. They basically start off from where we last left off. So, That's like, right. the action is, is going. We start off with four with, like, just several, like, expository scenes just, like, establishing things again, you know, which I was like, could this have really been, like, compressed? Could we have just mm. gone to, like, the Osaka <laughs> Continental? Like, could we have just implied that Donnie Yen, like, has all these things, like, you know? Because he kind of mentions it again in to John yeah. and to... um uh. Hiroki Sanada is that his name um why he's doing it you know but like we have this whole extended scene in Paris where you know Bill Skarsgård does it and then you know I I really felt okay this is the other thing so my least favorite character in the movie (laughs) the Marquis Marquis. the Grammont um yeah okay so uh very tragic that um you know uh this is our first big spoiler that uh, Lance Reddick uh passed away just before the movie came out and yeah, R.I.P. Uh, the the version we saw in IMAX, it didn't have the dedication to him, but the I actually saw it a second time in Dolby. Um, oh, you're right, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And it actually has a dedication to him at the beginning. It says for Lance. Okay. Reddick. That's nice. Um, but he gets killed in the movie within the f- opening minutes, and yeah. it's yeah. all it's all very sudden, and it's just like we yeah. I you know I just thought he was gonna be in all the movies and you know for a long time and like they're doing a um a series of um the hotel continental and i thought he would be in that too you know um Mm. so i don't know where that's gonna go without him um but yeah it just it didn't strike me as much uh his death on screen like i don't know how did it affect you guys when he passed when bill scarger just randomly shoots him 
Yeah, I, 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 well, I was sad because he actually died recently. But like, yeah, in, in terms of like in the movie, I thought it was, um, it, it, it felt similar to like uh, The Last of Us 2 when Joel dies. Yeah. You know, like, wait, oh, come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> I built it up a little bit at least. And hmm. like, yeah, um, I thought he was going to be, I was disappointed he wasn't in it more. I feel like he mm-hmm. didn't like, yeah, that whole beginning part, it maybe didn't even have to happen. He probably didn't have to die. No. You know, they could have, re- I don't know. Maybe I'm just being selfish and I just wanted him to see yeah. more of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I sort of agree. Like it didn't impact me as much as it impacted like the characters. Like the characters, you know, were really like, oh man. But um, I was, it, it, it's, I, I think I just wasn't, I wasn't emotionally primed for it to be a big blow, you know? Right. Yeah. Such a shame. But anyway, yeah, we we can skip over most of the things. Let's get into mm. the first like big set piece, which is oh yeah, yeah Osaka Continental. <laughs> man. man, that's a nice hotel, baby. <laughs> Five stars, guaranteed. <laughs> Five stars. Holy moly! Before we get there, I kind of forget. So this movie, there's a lot of quick travel. Like mm-hmm. he's in, he's in the dojo. He's in the desert. Mm-hmm. Par- and then they go to oh, Paris. Yeah, we should probably and now, mention and, and, that that he goes and yeah, he kills the elder. He goes and kills the elder. Yeah, he's on this crazy horse chase and pretty mm-hmm. easy fight. Really easy fight. For yeah. <laughs> easy. Yeah, uh, probably uh, let's say zero out of ten difficulty. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. it's uh, another key line where it's like, uh, you know, he says, uh, "Well, you came out here for nothing," and he's like, "Not really." <laughs> bang bang. Yeah, yeah. in the <laughs> head. <laughs> because you know, th- there's this idea that basically, okay, th- this is John Wick's way out, which is that he's just gonna kill everybody in the high table. You know, that's the only right. way that he's gonna get out right. of his situation because you know, there's there's a hit on his head. Um, we find out the price too in the Osaka Continental through a new character, um, and and that's what I was thinking too. I I didn't remember the price on his head in the previous Wasn't movies. Enough. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was a like, low. it's too low. Like, a little low. I would baby. say, like, yeah. I'd start at fifty mil. Yeah, start start at fifty. He's at least a nine digit. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, bounty at least. Yeah, billion. Yeah. <laughs> Why not go? Oh, fuck, yeah, just just go, Bill. Yeah, yeah. a baby Bill. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, that was his I, whole deal to to kill the elder and then kill everybody in the high table. Yeah, but that killing. Yeah, that's important we mention that because it triggers a lot of yeah, pissed it off It makes people. it worse. That's, yeah. that's what leads to the Continental being condemned and then Sharon right. being killed because it's like you have no more use for, um, you know. Uh, but, it, oh, okay, here's my other question too that's just weird. Was So they basically make Winston excommunicado, and I thought that meant that you, when you're excommunicado, they can, they can kill you now. You have like a bounty on you that he would have been on that list as well. But I guess it, it works differently if you're yeah, I, a hotel owner. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. weird. And let's be they honest. They wanted him to think about it. Let's be honest. It, it Wasn't it careless for John Wick to be at the Osaka Continental? <laughs> Dude, there's a million other places he could be. Yeah. Like, you know. He put his friend yeah. in danger. Yeah. He, basically, he paid for it. And, he like, died. what? He didn't need to be there. He, you can communicate somewhere else, like in an alley. <laughs> like, there's so yeah. many fucking places. I think it was careless for him to be there, okay? He could have avoided a lot of stuff. That's just me thinking. Yeah, and everybody knew it. It's like if John Wick's here, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're all gonna die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that his daughter had every right to be fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone really. Akira, <laughs> yes, played by uh, Rina Sawayama. Yeah, who's Sawayama? Like, yeah, yeah, pop star. I actually listened to her music. She's kind of like a. 
a cross between like Lady Gaga and Britney Spears and that's crazy cross. <laughs> oh and dang! A, a bit of new metal too. <laughs> she has a song Ooh. that kind of sounds like new metal ish. Yeah, she's an wow. interesting artist. Crazy identity. Oh, take me yeah. back to '99. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. She's like born born in Japan, but she's a British uh, citizen. So cool. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> Yeah, and she has what a debut! Like I mean, yeah. everybody remembers that stabbing on the steps. Like, <laughs> yeah, even just yeah. the reveal under her kimono that she has that metal, like armor on. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. <laughs> I was Hell slow yeah. to understand that they were not trying to reveal that they were actually father daughter because mm. they're like, yeah, tell my daughter I can't. <laughs> I look forward to seeing. And like I, my dumbass, like that's weird. Where's the daughter at? Yeah. Like, and then like she never showed up, and I was like, well, where's the daughter still? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I gotta see this daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I also want to say with Hiroki um, Sanada, like it's just interesting that he just brings like this kind of sadness with him to everything yeah. that he's in, like in Westworld and yeah. Bullet Train. <laughs> it's well, just yeah. like he just has this melancholy quality. In Mortal Kombat, yeah, like nothing, <laughs> nothing good will happen soon. Right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. He was in yeah. Mortal Kombat too. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, nothing good happened in that movie either. There's just mm. so much darkness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's Scorpion. He just goes, like, straight to hell. Yeah, yeah. his family's killed. You know, it's, like, man. Very tragic. Yeah. Goals. <laughs> but oh, it man. was cool, though, getting, like, they, you know, they, they let us see him fight John, Donnie. Yeah. Who we haven't yeah. even mentioned yet. We haven't mm. even mentioned Donnie, yeah, Kane. Donnie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's uh, carrying the tradition of the blind swordsman. Zatoichi oh, <laughs> into this movie. Um, right. Was that his character in Rogue One? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was blind as well. Wait a minute, guys. Yeah. Is this the first blind gunsman we've ever seen in a movie? Uh, <laughs> no, I Man. don't think so. I Is think I, another I, blind yeah. shooter? But uh, I think... <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I don't that's, know. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because um, we also learned why he's blind later on as well. Or it's implied why mm-hmm. he's blind. Um, But yeah, like... Uh, I'm trying to think of... <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Yeah. But definitely not the first blind swordsman. Because that's the... Zatuichi. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But maybe, yeah. you know... Definitely th- maybe the first blind gunsmen and swordsmen mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm. both yeah yeah dual threat well yeah because i mean it's hard to really pull off that character without it being comical right because it's like how can you really be blind i mean i guess you know there's the whole daredevil thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it, it's just like yeah he, he walks around with a cane the way he feels around for things yeah, it's comical too he, <laughs> he does it very comically yeah, it's, yeah it's and great. even the way he he shoots it's based on sound you yeah. know he, he's trying to i mean they don't really show how he he does it but you know there's people like i've seen blind people who do echolocation where they kind of do clicks and then it's based on how the sound like um you know echoes back to them uh where they are but he never does that like the the only thing he does which uh, i thought was pretty innovative is that he carries like these um motion sensor mm-hmm. doorbells yeah cool scene. <laughs> yeah that Ding was cool <laughs> and he yeah. fucking kills you dude yeah Wait, yeah man. dude wasn't he blind in a star wars movie yeah that's and that's he was also was a, a gunman wasn't he also his weapon was he oh, i he thought he was spear. he had a spear yeah i thought that was really yeah yeah. Right. yeah that's his weapon of choice in a lot of movies is the staff so <laughs> he was probably yeah. the only one with the resume of i played an action star as a blind guy before yeah <laughs> right that's pretty good yeah yeah 
Yeah, and Damn, Donnie. he he takes his time getting into it too. Like he's slurping the the ramen, you know. Oh, the, I like I like that eating style. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you know slurping ramen in Japan shows that you appreciate the food. You yeah, know, man. So the food Osaka. in the Osaka Continental, man, first class. Hell yeah! Yeah, good. Um, so yeah, th- this whole sequence is really cool. You got the guys with the metal faces. Yeah, it, it's like the armor has to get stronger every movie. Yeah, because they yeah. they kind of establish that in the third one when they attack the New York Continental that it's bulletproof, so it takes a while for you to really penetrate it, and then you know, it's also they bring back the the whole thing. If you're coming into this movie cold, if you haven't seen the other movies before, the tailored suits, the bulletproof like mm-hmm. tailored suits, are incredible right. with the Kevlar. Yeah, yeah. You got the sumo guys that have like bulletproof oh, like yeah. bracelets, <laughs> running and throwing everybody. Yeah, really good first I mean, introductory action like a, sequence. What, a 14, 15 minute scene. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, you really feel it. Like you're like, oh my god, this is this is. It keeps going. It keeps going. Yeah. And like, there's different stages. It's again like I feel like there's a lot of video game like yeah, uh, inspiration yeah. in the whole mm-hmm. John Wick series, especially this movie. But like you know, you just yeah. you, you 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 beat him up in this area, and then you go into the next area, and like and like you 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 see new bosses, you see new enemies. You know, you gain new right. weapons. It's really cool. Yeah, and they do a good job of introducing enough unique faces that, like, y- you kind of see, okay, this is the boss of this scene, mm-hmm. and then, but 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 a couple of the bosses escape, so that they can bring them back, and then you know, so at the end, like you you you're you're still seeing some of the same faces you saw in like in the Osaka hotel that are like still around, you know? Yeah, yeah it's cool. Yeah, like Marco Zaror. Who plays the the right hand man of the the marquee. yeah the main dude yeah <laughs> yeah Chidi and yeah. then it's also like the the people involved in the fight scenes now it's a lot more complex than just John Wick fighting a bunch of goons you know yeah. so you have a whole twenty minute scene because you have you have Donnie fighting dudes you have you know I don't know her character's name what's her name Akira Akira yeah. Akira mm-hmm. fighting people and then John Wick it's just like and you see the big guy in the suit what what was his name. Um, Chidi, Chidi, yeah, great character, yeah, great character. And then uh, is does the tracker show up at the Osaka? Yes, that's how we find out that's what right. the what the price is. And yeah, I, I really thought when I saw him initially in the trailers, I was like, oh, he's just gonna die right away. Like he's not gonna, <laughs> you know, this is this guy's not gonna last oh, yeah. in the movie. And he's yeah, he's in guy. it all throughout. Like he, yeah. he lasts all the way till the end, and then. His motivations are interesting because it's like he wants the price to keep going up before he <laughs> he attempts to um yeah uh, to kill John Wick and he also has an interesting weapon it's kind of like a long range like shotgun yeah yeah like I I don't know what it is I'm not really that familiar with <laughs> um he's got yeah. the heavy artillery yeah the artillery yeah stuff. yeah and that that he's also kind of I guess the wrench in the works because every time that like John Wick should be dead he interrupts <laughs> like he always yeah, yeah he's like saving him yeah yeah because yeah, there's, there's a part I guess yeah where he, yeah when they finally end up in kind of the courtyard outside in the garden yeah John Wick should have been dead and then <laughs> yeah. he, he saves him because cool. it's like um, yeah you're, the price on you is not enough yet <laughs> Yeah, and uh, also cool. interesting that he uses a a flip phone. <laughs> like he gets his updates oh. on his flip phone. <laughs> I wish yeah, that's how the world right. was today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a simpler world. 
Yeah, I don't even remember a single smartphone in the entire movie. Maybe uh, uh, the Marquis uses one when he's on the phone with him and then he throws it. uh, That part when uh, (laughs) he keeps raising the price. I Um, mean, like, I feel like smartphones exist in this world, but it just goes to show it's like smartphones don't look cool. And like (laughs) all these guys, they're, they're, everyone's purpose is to like accomplish a task, be in the moment. And it just it's just kind of more proof for the eyes that like yeah, throw throw your cell phone away like just like just like if you want to look cool on you know in a photo with your family or whatever like don't make a don't make a corny face I make so many bad faces like just like look regular smile put your phone away and it's like you you too can be in a, a John Wick movie <laughs> yeah well I mean you know the the entire world of of the high table is like an adherence to you know the old ways of doing things right like everything's oh, analog yeah. like they still use yeah. like landlines and they're the landlines right, with the yeah. you know the rings. the operator yeah and then they use typewriters and then even with their computers it's like still on dos like that's you oh. know and then they still use a blackboard to like erase the price and replace it you know and you know the, that whole story with like you know wh- why do these ladies have all these tattoos you know the the ones who the mm-hmm. operators like that's fascinating and they all dress the same way like it's almost like that's their like uniform uniform yeah which is cool which is cool yep and it's cool as fuck yeah, yeah. And they have cool an office in the eiffel tower <laughs> that's um, right yeah oh another detail i i just noticed my second time around watching it too was um uh the banners that hang in um the osaka hotel uh, there were these like these red symbols, and I don't know if you guys yeah, remember I, those. I kind of remember that. Yeah, over the mm-hmm. cement. Um, so those are actually symbols for um, uh, the Hagakure uh, book, which is uh, you know the the code of the samurai, the bushido. And I, I realized that's like kind of a a subtle nod to um, basically other previous assassin movies that that have that um, you know character who follows the code, and you know the two most notable ones are the samurai. Uh, by Jean-Pierre Melville, which actually only uses like a quote from the Bushido at the beginning of the movie, and it kind of implies that he follows that code when he kills people. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the more obvious one is the uh, Jim Jarmusch's Ghost Dog, you know. And these movies are not like as action-packed as the John Wick movies, but you know, there's I still love them. They have like their own cool to them, you know. So um, tight, yeah. So uh, yeah, so the movie is basically set in three main cities, right? So from from Japan he goes to uh to Berlin and I'm just gonna say it right now You're this was right, my favorite right. sequence in Ooh, the-, <laughs> the dance club yeah I when I watched it the second time this was the part I was looking forward to the most Scott Adkins <laughs> dance club yeah and I, I I was surprised like okay like like it seems obvious that that actor's in a fat suit now but in the moment, I was kind of like, who's this fat guy who's like hella kicking ass? This guy's awesome. Yeah, and for me, when I, I knew it was him, but when I saw the, like, the fat guy in his character, I was like, oh, he'll probably just blow up or die. He's not going to actually <laughs> fight back. So they're actually going to waste his talent in this movie. Yeah. But he's doing pretty good as an actor playing this character. But no, they fucking deliver, dude. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, Killa. dude. Killer. <laughs> Killer Harkonnen, I think is his full name. And then we also see um, Ooh, that's a good name. Uh, Damn. Tonks from uh, Harry Potter. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and the, the reason he's in Berlin is because um, 
he found out another loophole to yeah. get uh, oh, yeah. a family like seal or something. Yeah. Or some kind of approval. Yeah. Or... So he has a ticket. And um, in the third one, I think he had it torn by Angelica Houston. So they need to reinstate his ticket. But, you know, again, with the video game mm -hmm. kind of thing that mission based. Yes. In order for us to like, um, you know, support you for this duel for you to get your freedom. We need you to kill somebody. <laughs> yeah. It's like a mission, a yeah. side quest. Yeah. So the boss is, is Scott Adkins. And uh, he, he runs yeah. a nightclub. And he, he's really played CD like sweaty. The gold like um, rims, <laughs> you know. Uh, and like, uh, yeah. And a funny accent. Like he's like, you want to kill him? And you want to kill him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then it and then yeah, I like I like all the card stuff he's doing. <laughs> yeah, like like, like very it, seems, good. it seems like man, it seems like he either knows how to manipulate cards or they did a really good job with with like a double. Yeah, the you know? the toss mm -hmm. of the ace into his left hand was great. Like I, I you know, yeah, um, I love that. And dude. then you know they basically show when they play the hand. That he's a cheater. Yeah, because he, he has five, five of a kind. Yeah, five twos. You knew, you knew, it, you knew it was gonna be like rigged, like f from the moment they sat down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, brilliant. You know the tension of that, and then yeah, when it goes into this nightclub, and you know one of my favorite like nightclub shootout scenes, and I don't know if if John Wick quite get uh, chapter four gets past that, but it's the the nightclub scene in um in Collateral, you know with our other like pushing 60 action star tom cruise oh you know um right. which is a great like shootout in that scene and you know the people react more realistically i think in in collateral you know yeah most people in john wick just keep dancing <laughs> yeah it's like you can't <laughs> yeah. tell the difference they're still dancing yeah you know it's like <laughs> oh maybe they're just dancing too it's just yeah. like a dance with axes i really mean good dj yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, uh, the music was it's loud a, yeah it, it was david guetta <laughs> Ending yeah. racism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, there's that bit where he... It's just the random, like, uh, henchman guy where he throws the axe at the guy's head and the guy, like, does a whole, like, 360 flip. <laughs> and it's just... And then we have this waterfall with the endless rain. And yeah. Yeah. Incredible sequence. Yeah. yeah. That... Yeah, it's like... I don't know what, what else to describe in that scene other than just... I think it, it's also my favorite s sequence of the movie as well. I was just so surprised. I love the from the card hand to how crazy uh, Scott Atkins' like second in command guy looked. The guy with all like the tattoos or whatever. Oh no, he was part of the family. The one who's like, my name is Klaus. That guy, Klaus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was yeah. the guy who brought him there. Yeah, yeah. He had to slap him every time yeah. he said, it. "My name is Klaus." I was hoping to see him fight. Yeah, honestly. yeah. I was hoping man. to see him fight. Oh man. Yeah. But yeah, that sequence was so good. How 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 difficult it was for them to beat Scott Atkins. Um, yeah, you shot me in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Well, not only that, he also hits him with an axe on the ass too later yeah. on. <laughs> it, it's yeah. like a boss. Like yeah. you have to throw everything at this dude to kill him. Yeah, because he's so powerful. And you know, I I I kind of got the 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 tribute later on that I, I realized like, yeah, who is like another martial artist who's like fat? Sama. You guys know this. Yeah, exactly. So Sama. it's like, it, it's a nice tribute to him, I think. And you, you guys all know the story, right? Why he, he like, um, started out that way and found like his niche as a fat martial artist. Well, I know they, I know him, Yun Biao, 
and Jackie went to the same theater right. school, but I don't know if it's that's related to it or not. Um, well, yeah. So or basically, no, he 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 wasn't fat when he started. Oh, he was thin, shit. but like um, he had like an ankle injury or something, so he was like out of commission for a while. So he um, he gained a lot of weight while he was like bedridden and recovering, and then but when he he put on that weight, he realized he could still move around as well as he could, you know, when he was thinner. So he's like, okay, I'm gonna, just going to keep it. Like, this is going to be my niche. I'm going to be, like, the fat oh, guy who can dope. do so athletic, good. like, martial arts. Yeah, and I don't have to, like, eat as lean as Jackie does. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so Jackie can do that. I can be the fat guy and, like, you know, uh, incredible Smart. body of work. I mean. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah. Uh, a movie we could probably do later on is, um, I was thinking it was Petty Cab Driver, which is, like, his uh, his masterpiece. Like, I really believe, like, it's his best I don't thing. think I've seen that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that'd yeah be awesome. we should watch it. It's it's incredible. So. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, from Berlin, he he gets it. He he has to provide proof that he killed it. So, he knocks out one of the gold teeth of his mm-hmm. grill. Yeah. <laughs> and the way he does it, too, like, he punches it out. It's just crazy, right? <laughs> right. And, and and it and it harkens back to that intro scene, you know, like when he's throwing those punches, you, you, the sound design, you're hearing those same booms as like the intro, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, so, yeah. That's how powerful John yeah. Wick's punches are. So now he has the thing, and mm-hmm. now he can challenge. They can do the duel. They can. He has access to enact the what? I don't even know what you call it. Uh, the the. It's a duel. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna have a duel. Yeah, and then the duel will grant him his freedom, again, right? And that's it. He doesn't have to kill everybody. Yeah, he, yeah, right. yeah. His reward, his his reward for surviving this whole thing is to brand his arm and then to like win a duel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, I'd be remiss not to mention um Clancy Brown too. Man, I love that actor, and it's funny because you know he was the villain in in Highlander, the first Highlander movie. And oh. now every time he shows up, like, he just classes up the joint, you know? Yeah. And it, it also is established as part of the lore. You know, in the third one, John Wick had to, like, cut off uh, part of his uh, third finger. Yeah, his ring finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his ring finger. And Clancy Brown's character, the Harbinger, also is missing that, that ring right. finger. Yeah, so it's kind of established that he uh, did that. And this is what I want to get into, too, because this is another issue of mine. And, you know, there is probably a plausible... Um, like uh, reason for it, which is you know that uh, Bill Skarsgård's character, the Marquis, like how did he get into that position? <laughs> yeah, the worst it's character like, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I I like Bill Skarsgård, but yeah, I think he was wasted in yeah. the role. Because what what was he like a nepo baby? Is yeah, that like exactly? Because like <laughs> yeah. it, it's been pretty consistent that everyone involved with this table is just a kill like so good at fighting yeah like in they all earn way. their position but like for some reason he doesn't yeah. deserve being the marquee like how did he, he get there like he seems like he gets other people to do the dirty work for him because you know th- when they establish the rules for the duel and this is another great part of the lore they have like these glass like cards with numbers on them yeah mm-hmm. and then they they basically it's almost like a coin flip so whoever has the higher number on the glass card um you know they get to choose like it's their choice so like that's cool. uh yeah w- what are the establishment what time the the duel is what and weapons and, and the, the location pace, the, the number of number of paces i, I right? think that was that was established yeah and the location oh. yeah, yeah oh, okay, the, okay the paces are always 30 paces and oh, then you start 10 30. okay which is like a classic like mm-hmm. duel 
thing. And uh, <laughs> it's funny because uh, the marquee chooses blades. I don't <laughs> remember that. Like, how would that go? At 30 Real paces, bad. do you have to throw blades at each other? <laughs> yeah, John Wick could probably figure it out. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, but yeah, uh, John Wick chooses pistols. And then they have to use, like, the old school, like, one bullet type pistol. Mm-hmm. And, Tight. But, yeah, John Wick loses the uh, the choice for time because he wanted it now. <laughs> and then uh, I think uh, the marquee chooses right. Sunrise. And, and part of it is it, it's... Um, it's not exactly one on one. It's actually you have to have a partner, yeah, dedicated a to second. you, right? Yeah, you have to yeah. Have a second. The, the guy who basically gives you the bullet right. to reload. And that was what Winston, yeah, Winston, for John, yeah, and um, uh, Kane and Kane. obviously uh, the Marquis. Yeah, yeah. So Kane, yeah. and then uh, the Marquis also chooses to have Kane, the champion, yeah, stand in for him, like you know, the same way. Um, right, and we uh, won't spoil how that all. Uh, goes out right yeah, yeah we should do. Nah, fuck it. Ah, we no, we, we've already yeah, spoiled it. most yeah, of it, we it. <laughs> we've gone but even way. before the uh, the the amount of work to get to the meeting point though was fun to watch right that yeah. all there was a lot of action i think we skipped mm-hmm. and i wanted to like briefly mention my favorite action scene Ooh. that i think i think yeah we just skipped it was the 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 flame blasting shot. Oh no, no, we haven't. Did we not get there? Yeah, yet? we haven't gotten yet because that's in because, Paris. I think. Yeah, yeah, because it's set as the the sunrise oh. duel. That happens in the interim between the meeting. Okay, and then, so I thought we were already at the duel. No, no, no. We were just like at the part where they're establishing got the it, rules for got the duel. It. But because it's going to be sunrise, the and picture. then of course the marquee like sucks, and he so he's like, yeah. I'm not. I'm gonna let him live to see the duel like i want him killed before then so let's uh let's raise the bounty you know put the word out and this is you know like a lot of people have made um uh like mention of this uh, reference to the warriors you know which is a great movie where the warriors are also like their journey is kind of being traced by like this black dj and she her delivery is exactly the same too as like the dj and the warriors and they're playing these songs and i guess this is one of the more like nitpicky things for me was the songs weren't that good, <laughs> you know. I mean, the, there there is actually nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. I think in um, the original Warriors, but it was the original version. This one they did kind of like a remix version, and then even painted black was like some sort of remix. Like it was weird, you know. Uh, but yeah, uh, again, it yeah that that's really it. Like open contract, and it it leads to like the biggest sequences in in the movie. Which is, uh, of course, the the Arc de Triomphe. Yes, scene. let's yeah. let's. <laughs> so yeah, so so a, as we move closer to this main, you know, this main area, you, you know, the Paris fight has like at least two or three sections, but yeah. like yeah. in 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 the lead up, you know, you you got that really cool shot where they're in like an underground canal. Which I th- I think that th- that does exist in Paris. Is that is that right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. like yeah, that, that's a, lot a real of thing. Underground stuff in per- Paris, like you know the catacombs and stuff. So yeah, so there's cool. underground like tunnels. I mean, even that train station where he's hanging out when he's let in, um, that's an actual train station that they use for movie shoots. You know, <laughs> so that's really cool. <laughs> it's perfect. And then so um, he gets some you know he gets some new weaponry. He maybe even gets a new suit. And yep. then at some point is when they introduce this dragon's breath gun. Like, yeah. I, I, I kind of forget, do, do they saw off the bullet or like, how do they make no. it? Okay. It's, 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 it's just as is. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a box and it actually says on the box dragon's breath. 
So Dang. you can actually get that ammunition loaded into your guns. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, so they load it into a rifle. And then they, they practice on three dummies, which I found really funny. Yeah. Like there's three mannequins just standing there outside of like a, a body shop or something. It's like a video game. <laughs> it's just like a video game. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, you know that you were going to see this in action. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, it's why coming. would you even show that? Yeah. Right. So so it, it yeah. essentially shoots. It hits something and then it lights it on fire. Is that is yeah. that the main yeah. thing? So it's yeah. a, it's a lot of embers. Yeah, yeah. It just looks cool. It's a good, Hell yeah. it's a good movie effect. It's really cool. Right. Um, but yeah, the the Arc de Triomphe uh, yeah, happens that, first. That's like the right? only real car scene. Yeah, and Chase. he's driving a car that's yeah. similar to his his previous car. Mm-hmm. In uh, yeah, and it's funny because that was like the other thing that was so key, at least in the first two movies, was his car. Yeah, it was you like know, a character in itself. Yeah, because I mean that's really the inciting incident. Alfie Allen wanted his car, you know, and he was like, ah, "It's not for sale," and then he kills his puppy, <laughs> and steals his car. <laughs> And then, uh, and then, yeah, I think even in in the second one, when it when it just starts out, I mean, this is why I love how how the second and the third open because it's just like we're right in there. There's no like establishing kind of scenes. It's just like him driving through the streets of New York, and then he's driving the car without a door again. I think mm-hmm. it's like, and then Keanu actually does his own driving in in that scene. Apparently, you know, so pretty incredible. Dude, yeah. dude. the arc is an amazing scene. So many amazing stunts. Yeah. Yeah. So many people get hit by cars. It's an incredible amount of of just, oh, my God. It's just mayhem, and I love mayhem. Like, there's there's an energy there where it's like you you lose track of everything. You do. And and you just, like, surrender. And it's not easy, too, because you don't just have the goons chasing you around. One of the, you know, what's his name? The, um, The suit guy is there. He's fucking crazy. Cheaty. He's there like the whole time. Cheaty. Cheaty. Yeah, yeah. And he gets hit by a car and survives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> One of his many like fake out like deaths. You know, it's like. And man. he's also got obviously get one of those cool suits too on. And, yeah. Right. So yeah. Ridiculous. So I, I think after the arc, that's when they get into some buildings. And maybe this is where you get the Dragon's Breath sequence. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. he runs. It, yeah, the next stage, I guess you yeah. could say, is yeah. like he runs into a random building. And that's when you look and you're like, oh, shit, here we go. Like, yeah. You see the setting. <laughs> Initially, <laughs> I was thinking of Home Alone 2. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the yeah, abandoned the building. abandoned place. <laughs> He's hiding. <laughs> and then he kills John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just ends. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so they follow him into this abandoned building and, um, I think it's even just before it, it, it has like, I think two or three long takes of just following him before he picks up the dragon's breath gun. And then it has this, um, effect of basically like the lid's been taken off and people have been saying again, like the video game thing, you know, it's like it. And, uh, I think, um, uh, Chad Stahelski even said that he was actually inspired by a video game called Hong Kong Massacre. Oh, shit. So, I've never played that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it might be worth checking out. And then also, like, yeah. Um, yeah, people have been calling it, like, the Hotline Miami sequence. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, I, I, that's, like, yeah, that's how you play that game. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> God. It was... Yeah, it's like an overhead shot where you can see room to room. And, yeah. you know, these are, like, you know, multiple minute shots. Yeah. 
Yeah. You can tell a lot of these were, it just looks so cool to have to choreograph this. Yeah. yeah. The choreography is on point here. Yeah. Cause like, you know, if they're doing, you know, a long take, if, if you're if John Wick is shooting a guy with a shotgun in one room, the other guy has to be in the perfect like position and know when to start running and, and pretending like he's gonna shoot John Wick to die again. It's just it's so cool watching and yeah. like I think a lot of stuff happens even before that you even see that. It's just a lot of action already starts after those you know those long sequences. Yeah, yeah. The the main like long take when he finally gets the rifle with the dragon's breath, like that was the one where he's like on a staircase. Mm-hmm. And then he's hiding, and then he he goes up, and then that shot like lasts like I don't know for how long, and then it finally cuts when he encounters the the tracker, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and that that's when it cuts. But yeah, mm. it's it's just an incredible sequence. Yeah, and I remember just every time he would hit someone in the chest, just being like, just just, just having that that like squirmy feeling, like. Durr! You know, like <laughs> you know that you get when you're four, when you're fourteen, watching something badass for the first time. Like it was just really exciting, you know. Yeah. Or like I don't know, Carla. Maybe you know better. Mm-hmm. In Resident Evil, were you able to get like any flame bullets or like things like that, or like uh, flame shotgun like that? No, not that I no. remember. No. I mean, I was I was thinking of Grand Theft Auto. Like, there's um, <laughs> there's like a, a shotgun that basically is like explosive that you can get, <laughs> and then there's also like a rail gun too. The rail gun is just ridiculous in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or, or maybe Steve, was there a, a weapon in Contra that was similar to that shotgun? Do you know what I think? So yeah, I, think I, there I was. I can picture it, but uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you'll, you'll have we'll have to figure out all the you know. All the little connections we've we got to get this right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where are yeah, all the flame guns? Out. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so this part is also essential too in the tracker deciding to stop tracking John Wick. It happens around here, right? Yeah, like uh, like yeah, it, once it gets to like thirty-five mil, maybe forty mil. I forget. Yeah, I think forty mil. Yeah, yeah. He's on the phone with the marquee, and then initially he's like thirty-five, and then the marquee says okay, and then he just hangs up on him. And then um, he call the marquee calls again after he smashed his phone, and he's now calling from a landline, and he's like, "Okay, now it's 40. <laughs> like, and, then, and then he's like, "Okay, I agree." But um, this is the part where it's like Chidi shows up again. <laughs> yeah, Chidi. <laughs> yeah, he's back. Yeah, and then um, guess who's back? And then yeah, the, back. he's about to shoot. <laughs> he's about to shoot the dog. Hello, Fred. Um, the tracker's dog, and then uh, John Wick saves the dog. There you go. Oh yeah, yeah. love that. And that, um, and I think he Chidi falls down the stairs. I think. Yeah, he falls off the landing. Yeah, and survives that too. (laughs) It's like man. So that's what. Yeah, it's like okay, all right, dude. I I don't want the forty million anymore. (laughs) You saved my dog. Yeah. Oh, maybe this is where Chidi gets like mad at the stairs, and and that's gonna get paid off later. Yeah. <laughs> um, the but, stairs. But yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember what happened before he fell out of the window. Did more people just show up? Is that what what happened? Because like John Wick falls out of the window and falls on like an old like Volkswagen oh, van. Great stunt! <laughs> remember? Crazy stunt. Yeah. That's <laughs> crazy stunt. this is one of my favorite stunts. Was this yeah. fall onto the car? Really good. Right, and um, I guess we were me- we talked about this like off record about like, and I-, I didn't even realize this viral tweet about like stunt should be like a, um, you know, an Oscar category, mm. like 
Yeah. That was actually from the John Wick Twitter. <laughs> like they were the ones praising themselves for their the stunts that they pulled off. You know. Yeah, Jackie would have won a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a really good falling stunt in the club scene where I forget if it was. Yeah, I think it was John falls like from the oh, yeah. second floor, yeah. hits a Into beam, the... and then lands on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, and that happens to kill it too. That's actually what ends up killing him is that he falls off. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like torpedo directly down his head. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Torpedoed in. Yeah. And Cracked you really it. feel yeah. the, the the thud. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, um, that would be awesome. Like like if they brought back the Spikes guys choice awards or you know one of those like there would definitely be a best stunt award. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't the movie um uh, MTV Movie Awards have oh like, yeah stunt MTV Movie award? yeah maybe they should I I feel like they used to yeah. have best action sequence oh I feel right, like that was right. A maybe that yeah. was it oh yeah 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 well they'll have a field deal with with a uh, with Chapter Four <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, yeah it's hard so, it's, it's hard to choose one yeah for sure <laughs> uh yeah I mean I would say the the Dragon Breath sequence is probably my second favorite but it's just that. Yeah, the Scott Adkins character oh, really incredible. raises the <laughs> the other sequence above it because <laughs> yeah, the character work is incredible. like if this if four was separated into like a six part like you know TV series, yeah, Scott, the Scott Adkins episode would be like the standout. Favorite, oh, for right? sure. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, and yeah, so I guess John Wick. After all of this, like he's <laughs> now he has to do like the major workout. <laughs> Oh my God. He just fell out of the building, mm-hmm. and and I think he just goes straight to the staircase. Yeah, which leads to the. Um, I love how Clancy Brown's character pronounces it too, because it's like such a like Southern drawl version of French, which is mm. Sacré Cœur, yeah. Sacré Cœur, which is the 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 famous church there with the steps. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, and Sacré Cœur means uh, I think Sacred Heart. So uh, so yeah, the the DJ. Uh, exp- um, you know, provides the exposition that the steps are 222 steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, that's a great workout. I'd love to run up those steps, yeah. <laughs> but not fighting <laughs> people along the way. Yeah. And Steve, when did you start counting deaths? Oh, right. Great question. So I started, I had the idea when John Wick was in the canal. I was like, okay, he's heading okay. to a fight. I'm going to start counting how many people John Wick by himself individually kills getting to the duel. Okay, so at the hands of John Wick only. Yeah, at the hands, the of, hands John of John Wick, Wick only. So, so so, this includes the arc. This includes Dragon's Breath building. And this includes mm-hmm. the stairs. Holy oh, man. God. The stairs, I could keep track yeah, of that's that. Difficult, yeah. So I, I, I tried my best. Um, cause yeah, there is some collateral damage where he hits someone, but then either sure. Donnie Yen sure. finishes him off mm-hmm. or Chidi or whatever, or the, or the tracker. It's a rough I counted estimate. rough estimate 82. Wow. 82 <laughs> in and that's people. Just, John this is Wood. just the third, like this is just the last major scene. Too. Yeah. Oh my exactly. Gosh. So just imagine. So he's, he easily has probably killed 150 people in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd say uh, Upwards of you know two hundred to three hundred. <laughs> oh you know? Yeah, I, I couldn't even as believe many in, steps. Yeah, yeah. Know? In the first one, the body count, his body count was seventy two, yeah. and I was like, really? <laughs> I don't remember him killing that many people. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, in the second, in the first one, so it's like, man. But yeah, there, there were you know he get his house gets raided twice. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. There were a lot of bodies there. Um, yeah, and and man. on the stairs, you see a lot of people. 
and so mm-hmm. you can understand he he racked up a quite a, a quite a count making his way up these stairs because like each like set of like 10 steps he has to get through like five guys <laughs> yeah yeah and it doesn't matter that he made it to the top right guys because <laughs> yeah so what happens so <laughs> what yeah what happens again like carlo you saw it a second time like what when he gets up the, the first time yeah when he gets there when he gets up top the first time yeah so uh he he encounters chidi oh. at the top oh. and then chidi <laughs> just fucking wrecks him Chidi's and revenge. like he, he does this thing too where because like parallel to the stairs they're like you know it's just like a smooth like well not smooth but it's like cobble ramp yeah kind of thing so as he's falling down like chidi's like sliding down (laughs) yeah (laughs) to catch up with him just so he can beat him up more yeah and then (laughs) i you don't even realize because he's falling for a long time you don't even realize that he's just at one of the landings like he hasn't fallen all the way down yet but it just goes on for such a long time and it's kind of like you know slapstick like straight out of silent movie mm-hmm. type of stuff mm-hmm. and you know it, it, it was great <laughs> yeah <laughs> another great stunt like that yeah. that that could have won best stunt it was oh, just yeah. the, the person oh who had to God. roll whoever down did the... that <laughs> yeah because I, I remember that john wick twitter was highlighting the the fall down the the escalator um but in in the continental in the soccer continental but yeah i thought the steps were so much better they should but i guess that would have been giving too much away yeah right. towards the the yeah. third act so they couldn't really highlight that you know um yeah be, be, you know because we've all seen you know in, in a lot of martial arts films something like this where the good you know you, you know your protagonist has to get through a corridor or through even one flight. We, I think we've even seen the stairs thing before. Um, mm-hmm. But there was something about this sequence in, you know, in this beautiful setting. And then the fact that, that they had to run it back a second time that made it like, oh, okay, this is he really special. He falls down twice, right? Yeah, he falls down How twice. does he get knocked down the second time? Same thing. GD hits GD him again. <laughs> yeah. And this is when Kane shows up. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, uh, what time is sunset? And it's like, uh, two, three minutes. We're gonna get you up there, John. <laughs> yeah, and like seeing that, like, okay, these guys are about to go in a duel, but they're like friends and they're helping each other get up. It's mm-hmm. fucking cool. And then you get, yeah. du- you know, and then yeah. more you get more Kane, more Kane, get baby. more cool, funny Kane lines and killings. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. And then yeah, finally, PD <laughs> gets his comeuppance. <laughs> like yeah. he, he's dead for sure now. Like we. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we we get to see another pencil. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Kane oh, brings yeah. the pencil. Kane from, brings from the pencil. Moulin Rouge when he's taking his coffee on the sidewalk cafe. He brings a pencil. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. So yeah, I I, I I I read this somewhere too that there's like parallels between the odd numbered John Wicks and then the the even numbered John Wicks. So like the pencil yeah. thing was from two. Yep. So it's brought up again here, and then the way that he kills like the boss in um. Uh, in uh, the first one and the third one is with like um, I guess a blade, sharp or, object, yeah, yeah, sharp object, and then um, uh, the two and four, it's a shot to the head, like that's yeah. how, he, yeah. So yeah. There, there's those those callbacks. So I like a, that, yeah, symmetry, oh, yeah, yeah. Like the old ways, yeah, yeah, the, the old, old ways. ways, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so 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 we're finally at this beautiful duel. Yeah. It's sunset. It's very cinematic, Carlo. Yeah. yeah. 
you see the you know um the horizon with you know the um with the eiffel tower which is also established we didn't mention that's the office of where the, all the operators are working <laughs> it's in the eiffel tower you know <laughs> so um that's so, what's yeah. up there okay yeah it was a weird sunset though it, it didn't feel natural for for some no. reason to me like it felt like a blade runner sunset mm. or sunrise sorry yeah, like it was, it was strange. It just, it felt well. But I guess you know that's part of the the otherworldly quality. Yeah, so aspect. So you know, after all this, and I want to ask you guys this: after John Wick has gone through the gauntlet of like all these people, we have this simple duel. You know, pistols. You know, thirty paces. How did you guys feel as that being like the finale? I didn't like it. Okay, I liked it as a scene. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, to finish everything off as a whole, you have to go out with a bang. It has to be insane, absolutely crazy. To imagine like John Wick for everything we just talked about, but at at the top of the stairs, they they give you more, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. At the top of the stairs, they yeah. do this insane action scene ending with an insane fight. That's what I was. That's yeah. what it would make me like. Oh shit! All right, well. There you go. Yeah. I almost wonder, like, okay, in another universe, could they have secretly trained Bill Skarsgård to be, like, really, you know, you know, movie action combat, like, proficient? Because it would be a, yeah. quite a shock to see him be able to, like, do some shit up there. Yeah, and then we actually feel like he earned that marquee. you know it's like oh this is why he actually can like he's not just like stabbing people in the hand or you know like just casually shooting somebody or cowering behind somebody else yeah i could see him be kind of like a vega type in street fighter like just like Mm -hmm. very wiry and jumpy and kind of like wild or something yeah, um, we've seen how he can move around in weird ways in uh, the It, it movies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, Penny Boy. Oh, yeah. yeah, so, you know, when yeah. he comes out of that refrigerator, man, like that's incredible, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 so it seemed like they were a little bit like, well, Bill's not going to do all that. Mm. So what can we do, like, to make this, like, more psychological? You know, almost like a puzzle or almost like an old Western or something. Yeah, which um, it takes a lot from, you know, yeah. like just that idea of like the old ways and, you know, that's that's a very Western theme, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, things changing around us and people having a disregard for rules. Because, I mean, that that really is the, the, the fascinating thing. You know, we we learn more about the rules and the more we learn about the rules, John Wick keeps like breaking them. <laughs> he keeps pushing the boundaries of what's allowed, you know, like, you know, you yeah. can't kill somebody on the continental. He kills Santino. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, yeah. It's but very irresponsible. Yeah. Honestly. But that to me, like, <laughs> yeah, I guess out of all the finale, like confrontations of the movies, the second one has the best one because you have both like the henchmen, like fights, you know, the, the art museum thing, the Ruby Rose thing, you know, where he, he leaves the, the knife <laughs> in her aorta and like um, respects her at the same time. And then you have that, like that, that felt to me like more organic that, you know, you're at the continental and Winston's calling him Jonathan, you know, Jonathan, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> duck fat, the fries with the duck. You remember those details, you know, <laughs> like that, that felt like a, an adequate end to that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this, you know, especially because I guess it just had like such a huge, like, um, 
you know hype with it because it's not only the end of this movie it's the end of uh you know this story mm-hmm. basically you know like yeah. um so yeah mm-hmm. i i i don't know if it was ever going to meet that you know with, with this final sequence yeah. you know um yeah it, it it seemed like they 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 had to thread some needle where kane doesn't die Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Kane, they got what they wanted. Like they got the best of everything <laughs> in that. Yeah, yeah, they got the best of everything. But it, it, it but it was a, it, but it wasn't a, it, it was the least John Wick of the sequences. Mm-hmm. For I suppose. sure. Yeah, it would have been cool to see him go out like, like really exaggerate how hard he is to kill. Like, like they cut off an arm, he's still killing people, <laughs> right? Like, oh, foot. Yeah. like <laughs> it just keeps getting crazy, and yeah. like you're like, how is he fucking killing people still? Yeah. That would have been cool to see him go out like that mm-hmm. until you cut, finally chop his head off. and then Yeah, because I, I also feel like the third one really leans into the absurdity the most, you know? So, like, that that's really it. It's like, uh, I mean, I the second time watching it, I, I enjoyed it the first time seeing four, but, like, the second time I was like, eh, it doesn't really hold up. You know, it's like, I really just wish, like, yeah, as I mentioned, the opening was more compressed. Like, they could have actually just put three and four together, and it would have been an ultimate movie. Like, that would be yeah. incredible mm. if, if there, w- there was a way, like, the same way, like, you know, they, they re-edited Godfather 1 and 2 to be one m- movie, and I heard it was terrible. It didn't qu- quite work, but, like, oh, I'm yeah. imagining, like, a re-edited version of three and four where you fuse them together somehow, and then, you know... um and then yeah you've made the ultimate john wick movie with three and four and have a perfect trilogy you know because i mean that that was always the thing too with the third one was did it really need <laughs> it could have been ended in the in three you know winston knew this that he had an out but like he only conveniently remembers it you know <laughs> well, yeah. by the time we get to the fourth installment tight yeah all right so let's talk about so at this point is when mm-hmm. i left the theater i had to pee so bad Oh, and, so and, you missed it. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, this movie's over. Everyone's going to walk yeah. out. I'm just going to chill out here and look cool. <laughs> yeah, okay, but see. apparently I missed some stuff. Yeah. Well, speaking of breaking tradition, this is the only John Wick that has a post-credit sequence. Oh, right. you guys yeah. took around. Good that's job. Right. Yeah. That's well, right. we have this habit. So, like, we sit in our <laughs> our seats for a bit, and we check our phone to see if there's a post-credit yeah, sequence. Hell, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. and I got to use technology. Yeah, and it's funny because like you know, um, a lot of these articles are clickbaity. Like they make you like scroll through the entire article before you find out. But they've gotten better with it. Like you can see now from the Google results if it yeah. says yes or no. So um, yeah, because they job, realize guys. yeah, I'm familiar with your game. <laughs> you can't <Yeah>. fool me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, it implies or maybe it is definitive that John Wick dies at the end. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, I don't think he is. I don't think so. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, I mean, so it's like y- you saw. Did you see his eyes close? Uh, he's he kind just, of got his head down. Yeah, it's he a long shot. Yeah. yeah. Right. He he yeah he falls down. Um, he's he's on the steps. Yeah. Different set of and, steps. And Winston <laughs> is still like twenty feet away from him. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Right, so, but it's just like I don't know. Uh, the second time watching it, though, like the exchange between Winston and um, the Bowery King, uh, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne, yeah. is like kind of like I never th- thought I'd see this happen. You know, it's like they there there is kind of an end to it. Um, and I don't know. I had, I guess I had heard that they were working on the fifth one, 
Uh, but I guess that's kind of it's not, yeah, it's yeah not it was just more right? rumored and yeah. then also like uh, but now it seems like it might be back on again because it, this movie is just such a big hit right. um, but yeah I mean you know where do you think they can go from here yeah because it would be weird to call the next one John Wick 5 and focus completely on maybe you know all these side stories that are happening because yeah. the, the cliffhanger is a, ho- a whole side story mm-hmm. it's really just a side story yeah, the the the, the post credit sequence we haven't even mentioned. So we catch up with Kane, and now he's going to reunite with his daughter now that he's free of his obligation, um, who happens to be like a street busker, plays yeah. violin. Yeah. yeah. But then you see um, Akira show up with a blade, and it's implied that she's going to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. So because the uh, um, John Wick didn't kill him, so she didn't yeah. do it herself. Yeah, that's yeah. what she said when they encountered each other on the right. train. So. Yep. Um, yeah. So uh, one other thing, I, I just I, I realized with the number four, that I want to mention is that you know in Chinese culture they consider the number four to be unlucky because uh, it resembles the character for death. So I thought that was oh. fascinating. Like yeah, when I went to um, oh. Taiwan, actually, n- all the elevators didn't have a fourth floor like oh. button. Like it just went from three to five. Wow! <laughs> yeah, That's they a they good little tidbit. Yeah, so four is like their their four is like our thirteenth floor. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. they just basically skip it. There's no fourth floor in in any buildings in China. Yeah. Wow. That's so, wow. That's a good yeah. little fact there. I yeah, like that. and then um, John Wick basically dies <laughs> in four. Uh, yeah. You know, okay. the symbol for death. Um, yeah. Yeah, and just another little tidbit too that I I. I learned that something that our American-born action um, actors have in common. So, like, uh, Bruce Willis, uh, Tom Cruise, uh, Keanu Reeves, and then just peripherally Sly. Like, do you guys know what they all have in common? Uh, so, Sly, yeah. Keanu, who's the other one? Uh, Tom, Tom Cruise and Bruce Willis. Man. Uh, uh, born same year. <laughs> yeah. No, no, uh Stallone is much oh, older. older. Yeah. Okay. Are they all the same yeah, height? Uh close actually. Yeah, they're all, No, no. Obviously not Tom Cruise. He's he's the, oh, right. yeah. the short king. But yeah, the other guys are all like around 6 feet. Yeah. No, so I don't know. Um uh, I'll give it to you guys. They're all like left-handed or ambidextrous. Whoa. Yeah, like uh, Stallone is actually not quite ambidextrous, but uh, when we watch Rocky he says he fights Southpaw, which is left-handed. So mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. But yeah, like all of them. And that's why like the gun that um, the Bowery King gives um, uh, John at uh, towards the end, he says it has like an ambidextrous safety. So that's perfect for Keanu because he can shoot right or left-handed. Shit. Yeah. Tight, dude. Yeah. Oh. So cool yeah. fuck, man. <laughs> John Wick chapter John Wick. four. Yeah. There we go. Um, so yeah, my power ranking for the action set scenes I got at the top: Dance Club. Then I got the Ark, Dragon's Breath, Stairs, Osaka Hotel. Then the Sunrise. I can't believe Osaka like is like so low on the list, but yeah, it's just like there's so many good sequences. Yeah, it definitely tops it. I mean, yeah, if it was the only sequence in the movie, that would be the best one. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just that it's got better ones coming along, and yeah. it's just yeah, like, incredible. Yeah, crazy. It's the first one. Um, do you have a wine pairing to go with John Wick for Carlo? Uh, yes, I do. 
<laughs> and my pick is actually on the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm picking Ooh. Destination Wedding, which what? is <laughs> the movie um, uh, Keanu made in between two and three. And he still looks oh. like John Wick. I mean, basically, <laughs> that's, that's what's happened now. John, like Keanu is John Wick in every movie, uh, even if it isn't a John Wick movie. He's John Wick in uh, Always Be, be My Maybe. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. He's kind of like Arnold. He's like the new Arnold Schwarzenegger, where it's yeah. like Arnold is Arnold in every movie, and that's fine. Like, we're fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and he's John Wick in, uh, in Matrix Resurrections, you know. Um, that's right. <laughs> The only movie where he's not John Wick, which is really funny because uh, it's just weird to see him without the beard, is Bill and Ted Three. That's it. That's like, true. yeah, he can't, he's not John oh, Wick. Right. There, he's, he's he's Ted Logan, Theodore Ted Logan. Logan. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, but Destination Wedding is fantastic. It's a uh, it's a two hander with him and uh, Winona Ryder, and they're the only characters that speak in the entire movie. Like everybody else, like is silent. Oh. And yeah, it's a beautiful movie. Yeah. <laughs> What's your wine pairing, Steve? I was going to go Kill Bill just in terms of uh, it's got a similar build where you have to get through a bunch of shit. And then the last boss is kind of the easiest boss. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Kind of disappointing too. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like just over. It's like, bam. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Okay. Kill Bill. All right. Have we reached, have we reached our, our, our final act? Yes. We're okay. here finally. What people have been waiting for. We left them on a cliffhanger last what? time around. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 So at this point, we have over the garden wall versus Snake in the Eagle's Shadow, and I have a. I, I wrote these quick little intros on, nice. so j- just to kind of give everybody a proper vibe here. All right, this is it. The championship of the. Season one movie tournament. Our first is The Contender, a show that's sweet, but has shown it has it can bring the heat. Is it cute? Yeah, a bunch, but it also packs a punch. It's from the twisted mind of Patrick McHale in 2014 Cartoon Network. It is the Cinderella story of the tournament. Of course, we're talking about Over the Garden Wall. Good job, Steve. And in this corner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what this music means. We're taking it back to 1978. We got big hair. Uh, we got beards. In the seven, late 70s, we got serial killers. And we got some great movies. And this stars, of course, a young Jackie Chan, his first feature. And dare I say, the start of the action comedy subgenre. Directed by Young Wu Ping. Of course, it's the number one seed from the Far East. Snake in the Eagle's Shadow. All right. All right. All right. Are you guys hype? Come on. What's going on? Yeah, let's go. Fuck, man. (laughs) So how did it end last time? Uh, I had to be the deal breaker. You guys both. Who chose what at the end of the last one? Yeah, I I picked over the garden wall. Okay. Yeah. Steve. Okay. So yeah, um, I think I I'm still leaning Snake in the Eagle Shadow here in this okay. championship well, matchup. You, yeah. you have to. <laughs> yeah, at this to. point. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jr. Bring us the heat, baby. Well, it, what a surprising uh, final two. Shocking. Mm. Very shocking. And um, yeah, I mean, I 
I watch I I watched Over the Garden Wall quite quickly. Um, it was really I I really loved how easy it was to watch, um, and you know, yeah, it gave me like it gave me like good warm comforting feelings hearing the music, um, and uh, you know the really like lovable characters, cute, funny, um. And I don't know. It's uh, that's probably the reason why I'm choosing over the guard wow. wall because it gave me oh, it gave me something I didn't really like quite feel. But hold real quick, Steve. Yeah. In spirit of April Fools, I'm just kidding. Steve, <laughs> absolutely, it's Nick and the Eagle Shadow. Oh, Are you fucking man. kidding me? Oh, he got us. Hell no. <laughs> oh my god. Wow, dude. Oh, I can't believe it. This is like the Oscars, the 2016 no, Oscars. Yeah, fuck that. Okay. <laughs> La La Land. <laughs> it's like, no, it's actually Moonlight. Over, no, Over the Garden was amazing, but dude. Yeah. I would watch. You can't beat a. It, it, it's, it's very biased because you can't beat a movie that I watch probably every week. We. We would. You know, we would say the lines back just in the car or in the Taco Bell, right? <laughs> it would be our, our main inside joke. And, like, there's a line from the movie that can fit into any, like, situation, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And from the English dub. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, just, like, we would put it on, have it in the background. And, you know, the preacher, you know, what are you going to do? It's just... When when you see that happen in a movie that old, it's just like, dude, what an amazing I'm show. not any sort of priest. I come from Russia. I'm a fighter. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it remind, uh, it's been a long time for me. I, I wish I had rewatched it before this, but the, the preacher dies because his nuts gets, like, crunched or something. <laughs> yeah, I think Jackie does the eagles or the snake fist, like, <laughs> on swallows his <laughs> on his nuts. Yeah. Yeah, on his nuts. Oh, man. One of, um, one of the great nut shots, yeah. Yeah, and like it was just the the movie that just started my like whole like idolizing Jackie Chan, you know. Yeah. It's like oh, he's funny, he's talented, and it's yeah. also like I feel like it sparked us individually our love of cinema. We were just like, could, we're like, this is magical. I'm so excited, and we just like t- would tear through movies, mm-hmm. like just going to to rental places. Just to chase that feeling, man, of that yeah, excitement. Yeah, we really were. We, we we ran so many things, and we did find some gems, like you know, um, the Fearless Hyena series, like stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but Project nothing, A, yeah, 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 nothing really lived up to the feeling you got from Snake in the Eagle's Shadow. It's such an iconic movie in, in my, you know, in our, you know, history yeah. of hanging out, Steve. But the but dude, over the garden wall, man, it yeah. was so yeah. nice watching. That we got to give some love to the over the garden wall. Holy, made man. it all the way here. No. Yes. In terms of like what's rewatchable right now at my current age, I probably would flip on over the garden wall a little yeah. quicker, just because it has that like modern masterpiece kind of vibe. It really does. Okay. The soundtrack really impressed me. Um, mm. And Carlo, I'm glad you were able to get the uh the vinyl re-released no, uh, yeah. we don't know yet because uh oh, the, the company's in flux oh no <laughs> so it, it so the soundtrack oh. is actually um it's going to be released by mondo it, they've released it before but you know mondo was bought by funko and they fired most of the people who work for mondo <laughs> but uh they did say they're actually gonna like 
um, open like a their own record pressing plant in um, San Diego, and it's also going to be a music space. So that if they, f- you know, push through with that, then hopefully um, uh, the Over the Garden Wall soundtrack ends up uh, like um, being released because they it's slated for August, so it's still pretty far from now. Like a, cool. a repress of it. So hopefully, because yeah, I mean the that vinyl has been going on for hundreds of dollars and. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll say like the this result is is bittersweet for me because um yeah. yeah there's there's two things going on well one like you know over the garden wall is a TV show <laughs> it's, it's, not a movie. <laughs> it's not a movie so for it to win the movie bracket would just be weird you know it's just like yeah. uh, but you know I I obviously love it more than I love I don't have the the history of Snake in the Eagle mm-hmm. Eagle Shadow that you guys do but mm-hmm. you know maybe I've only seen it once you know I, maybe after. A few years it, it's gonna grow on me um but yeah i am glad that a movie <laughs> won the that's good the bracket yeah, right. i mean you know yeah. ultimately no movie is better than the other it's all subjective anyway right yeah you know it's all it, it, this is all choices. just for fun yeah yeah, it, yeah. but it's um, just a, a great way to look back yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i i will be curious how next year's one ends up you know like what what's gonna end up in our bracket yeah is. i think it'd be interesting to remove bias is if everything in your future brackets were movies that you have seen for the first time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, I think right. that's a good one. It's so. really, let's be honest, it's not fair that Snake and the Eagle Shadow was in this list. <laughs> and, they, and there were other movies, too, that a, a lot of us had, like, a, 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 a warmth towards, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. right. So that would, I think that would be more exciting to, to to rank up stuff that you guys have seen for only for the first time. Yeah. Right, yeah, like I John, that's, that's like good... John Wick is going to be in it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, let's see how far John Wick can go. Yeah, in the bracket. Oh shot. my god! But um, yeah. yeah, no, it's funny you mentioned that because like I, I do consciously have this um, goal this year of of leaning more towards like first time watches. Like I think I mentioned cool. this in cool. our top time, uh, top ten episode that my next year's top ten won't be like just the best of the year it will be like the best first watches that i saw like my discoveries and stuff yeah yeah so yeah i like that yeah so we got a lot in store i mean uh i guess one little tease i'll mention is that when we were like compiling a lot of the the movies for for this season i realized a lot of them are 1984 movies so that's gonna be a recurring theme and that's my Eighth, birth year. Yeah. So beautiful. And then, yeah, I guess we could probably we gotta go back. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have like a, I guess a a wrap up episode in 2024, January 2024, when it's actually the 40th anniversary of of 1984. Of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the 40th anniversary of 1984. Yeah. Okay. Is 2024. You're right. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, cool. That that's a lot to look forward to. Jr., thank you for sticking yeah. it out Thanks with again. us for coming on once again. I know it's a lot. Yeah, we really appreciate yeah. it, brother. Yeah. This is our fastest episode we've done in a long time, yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah. we were pretty rapid fire with this one. I like it. This is a yeah. healthy, healthy length. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is perfect. Yeah. All right, Carlo, do you want do you want me to get into our business here? Yeah, go ahead. Steve. Let's do it. All right, you know where to follow us. Carlo's got a Twitter at Carlo Kino with two Ks. We got the, uh, our move at Movie Food Pod on Twitter. Of course, we got, of course, uh, letterboxed at Astrofish, F I S C H. Follow me on Twitter at Steve Positron. JR's great podcast, Whirl in Five. And uh, I think that's it, baby. We're bringing it home. That's We're, we're done. All right. JR, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Bye-bye. Steve. Bye. All right.